Most importantly, it's Gabby's People's Day. Uh, <laughs> I don't really think so, but you don't think okay. so. Thanksgiving is it's like it's when the stupid white people learn. It's like the white people being like, "See, look, we're trying to be <laughs> not genocidal over For here." Once. <laughs> but it's admitting, okay. admitting they but, need help. But, but my family's like mostly white, so I mean, grandma's half. Half white, half native, but she married a white guy, and then my mom married a white guy. I'm like, you guys can't be mad when you keep getting with white guys, you know? Keep diluting the yeah, the, bloodline the bloodline here. <laughs> Hello. No, that's hilarious. But no, we we still love Thanksgiving. Like not not for like what its original soul like reasoning was, but just oh, to like, get like, people together. I don't like what it's become. I like you, the original purpose. You don't like what it's become? like a It's about Black Friday now. Oh. Yeah. Everybody's like, start your Black Friday. Let's no, cut this well, fucking dinner early so we can stand in line some, at Walmart. Some, store, some stores for sure like have closed like all day on, on Thursday. And they don't open until Friday. I think right so as like, I was they, leaving. It, it got, it was getting <clears> to the point where like, obviously like Black Friday sales are starting at like, 6 4 p.m. PM. On yeah, 4 mm -hmm. p.m. on Thursday. And I think uh they like all of retail just kind of got a lot of shit from people. Of, I'd like, hope so. Jesus Christ. Like, hey, we want to enjoy this day without having to focus on how much standing money we're gonna spend at Best Buy for yeah. four hours. <laughs> how many TVs can I grab? Like <laughs> I remember, so, anyway. I remember the first time I went Black Friday shopping with my paternal grandmother. There was a huge ass dude who came out of nowhere because there were like tablets All well right. welcome back guys i'm gabby and i'm sophie and this is sophie's choice murders and mysteries thanksgiving special yay so let's talk mysteries you guys i wanted so badly to surprise gabby with a native american urban legend <gasps> oh my god <laughs> I'm surprised. I actually am because she didn't tell me what it was today. <laughs> yeah, I didn't tell her specifically what it was, but yeah. all of our friends know I get so excited to give gifts and I'm the worst surprise giver ever. So she already knew this was coming like two months ago that yeah, it was but, Native American. But the best thing about being friends with me is that I forget ah, me these too. types of things. And that's so okay. I'm like, oh my God, you surprised me. And you're like, I surprise! told you about this two months ago. And I'm like, but I forgot. <laughs> So it's a surprise all over again. <laughs> but I also wanted to give a nod to Gabby's heritage and remind all of our listeners of the race of people that are behind this holiday that has unfortunately become more of a shopping holiday focused on Black Friday. People have forgotten why we even celebrate Thanksgiving. Well, we're here to remind you. The natives. I also wanted <laughs> to touch real quick as two minorities that straight up look like two white bitches. It is hurtful to say, well, you're only half Asian or you're only blank percent of Native American. You're yeah. like, you're blonde. And I'm like, 
I dye my hair, bro. Like, like heard a hair dye, my man. Like Jesus. Oh Christ. my God! I'm registered with the government. Who are you? Like, <laughs> I had a I had a African American gentleman and his wife who was white when I bartended. Like this was a long time ago in college. But he walked up to me and he's like, "Excuse me," and he's like, "I'm just wondering what you are." And I was like, yeah. "A human being." And he laughed and he was like, "Oh my God, you're funny." And then he's like, "No, me and my wife sitting at that table." And he like pointed her and she waved and he was like, "We have a bet on like what you are." And I was like, "Oh my God." I, I at the time I didn't think it was offensive, but like looking because I was only 21, but I was like, "I'm half white, half Asian," and he was like, "Yeah." I knew it. I won. She owes me a drink. And I was like, oh my God. Oh. And then I went and told It would have been like one thing if they weren't like betting on it. Like, Jesus. Yeah. Just be like, hey. I'm wondering. You have a unique look. Yeah. 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 What are you? What is it? (laughs) But when then I told my friend Lume, who is, he is from Africa. He listens to the pod. Shout out, Lume. He was like, that's racist. And I was like, no. (laughs) And then he's like, Sophie, that's fucking racist. And I was like, no, they were just. They were just, they and he's were like, just in a silly, goofy mood. He was like being racist. And I was like, oh, God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. That's, yeah. So that's my racial awareness rant of the day. As I've said before, us mix, us mixed babies, there's just going to be more and more of us, and we're not going anywhere. So, yeah. Buckle in, Buttercup. <sighs> okay. So, Sophie's choice for this I think Thanksgiving. It's buckle up. I think it is suck it up, Buttercup. Oh, okay. Not buckle up, buttercup. Also, before you keep going, I just mm-hmm. want to say something. Yeah. My my mom and my grandma, like, they are they are obviously, like, Native American, but mm-hmm. so is my dad's side. So, like, I'm Native on both sides. I um, thought your dad was because they both Your dad are. has, like, darker features, yeah, doesn't he? Yeah, but so does my mom. Okay. Like, they both are very... I thought your they're, dad They're, they're both mixed. Uh-huh. So, like, you wouldn't look at them necessarily and be like, oh, yeah, like, they're Native. Mm-hmm. People know, like, people speak to my mom in Spanish all the time. They think she's Latina. Okay, I can see that, actually. I'm sorry. Your mom has, like, the dark hair. Yeah, and my mom's like, no, no no hablo. Like, I I had to teach her how to say, like, I don't speak Spanish. No hablo. No hablo Espanol. Espanol. Native. She's like, Native American. Like, she's like, it's so funny. She's not even trying to be mean, guys. But, like, like, people who, like, are hispanic with latinx whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> like well they will fight with her and they're like no like you're latina she's like no i'm not I trust have, me I, i'm not <laughs> native american <laughs> and it's so funny i can see that but, though your mom does look yeah like her yeah. features but do then look. yeah it just like with everything that like i've been through in my life you know and i sometimes don't really know like what i'm doing even though people may people all the time are like oh my god you know, people might think I, I have my life together. I think I you do. I, You're I, I, very adult to me compared to me. <laughs> I don't feel like I, I have it together, but She's you know, whenever, whenever I feel like down about something or whatever, my mom's always like, your ancestors didn't go through all of this for you to give up. Or, you know, and I'm like, we've been through some of the worst shit in the world. We as a culture trying to be completely eradicated, right? Like, I'm not the laughing whole, at the you. Whole thing. No, I know. I'm She's laughing like, at my mom. She used to say, I didn't fuck a bunch of white dudes. Oh my God. Have cute kids like you guys for you to go nowhere in life. <laughs> no, but like, it's it's so true though. Like 99% of like Native Americans were, you know, taken out. Some Literally, you like were that, pushed aside right? and given like a little plot yeah, of land. And, and, they, been, and, then, and then all the assimilation, the whole saying back in the day was kill the Indian, save the man. 
Ah! Like that was a whole thing that people would say. And these, you know, uh, boarding schools and my great, great grandma, I want to say, I think it was my two grades. She went to a boarding school and these boarding schools were super fucked up. I mean, I'm sure a lot of you've seen the news of like in Canada with these boarding schools, these Catholic schools that these children would go to, or they wouldn't go there. They would be taken by- It wasn't voluntary. It was not voluntary. And then they weren't allowed to speak their language. My family actually spoke French. We were French French Canadian. Oh, okay. Um, I was like, are you French Canadian? Indigenous people? Yeah, so even French, there's also the ones um, in Canada. Those ones were just recent where they found all the church bodies because they were killed. Yeah. At the schools? Yeah, they were buried at their schools. A lot of these kids went missing. So anyway, back to my point. My point being, our culture's been through a lot. And I know lots of cultures can say that. And I'm not trying to be like, we had it worse. Like, obviously the Holocaust had, like, lots of cultures have been through a lot of shit. But it's crazy that, like... I am a direct descendant of one that's got very few people that survive. Information on Miami, specifically Miami tribe of Ohio. Oklahoma. But yeah. Oh. Oh. But I did find that you do come from Canada and you're branch off of something else. It's Yeah. Because I, I, my mom's native on in one, Ojibwe. Okay. And then my dad is Miami, Ottawa, and Cree. But we're uh, registered Miami. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. There was not a lot of current, I mean, the population current day is like dwindling and it's really sad. For Miami? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, maybe if it wasn't so expensive to have children. Jump back in there, Gab, and repopulate the... <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm good for now. Thank you. If you Single listen to Miami our last tribe. Uh, mini Monday. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I'll let Sophie take over. I just wanted to say that a little bit. Um, Name American... Pride, Gab. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I can tell by your features that you're Native American. And I say Native American because that's what Gab (laughs) prefers. Not Indian, Indian, not indigenous, right? um, Indigenous is fine. It's fine, yeah. But Indian. I think of Middle Eastern people. I think of India. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's a whole ass country with a lot of people who are Indian. The reason that we were called Indians is because when the first, like, white people got here from Europe... They thought they were in fucking India. Oh. That's why they're like, Indians, we're in India. And then you're like. Jesus (laughs) Christ. Bestie, you still have the other side of the world to get to. You're like, you, no. I didn't know that that's why they were called that. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. (laughs) We're fucking dumb. Like, my family sometimes will refer to ourselves as, like, Indians. And I'm like, guys, please. I know it doesn't bother Mm -hmm. a lot of people, but I'm just like. If we call ourselves Indians, like, who are the people from India? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are the Indians. They are the Indians. (laughs) Indigenous, we're Native American. Mm -hmm. And not only that, there's over, like, 3,000 tribes, Mm -hmm. you know, like, in North America. Like, there are so many uh, nations, Mm -hmm. I guess you could say. Anyway, there's my little rant. That's okay. I love it. So that's why if I go forward, I mostly say Native American in this story today, just because Gab, this is her culture and that's what she prefers. So that's what I wrote down. So Sophie's choice for this Thanksgiving special is, it was a really hard coin toss between another Native American legend, the Skinwalkers, or the Wendigo, which is what I picked for today. (gasps) Have you heard of it, Gab? No, actually. Do you know anything 
I'm cool intrigued. Facts. Oh, I did write a little thing. Do you have any cool facts or stories that like your grandma would share with you guys about your tribe? Um, so on my mom's side, that's my grandma who's um, half Ojibwe. This is going to sound like super sad. Like all the stories that I think that she really has. Right. If you were native, right. Like try to look white, try to act white. Like my I think grandma. that's any minority culture, unfortunately. Right. But there were also so few Native Americans mm -hmm. just in general compared to, I think, other groups. Mm -hmm. Like even like the Black community, Asian community. Mm -hmm. um, there was not a, unless you were on a reservation, really, there's yeah. not a ton of community out like currently in the, walking in, like, around <laughs> in yes. neighborhoods. And like, yes. there's not a bunch of people necessarily. There are a few now, but yeah. So she was a lot of the stories she would tell me were not really about our culture specifically because her grandma, my great grandma, left the reservation mm -hmm. uh, and she moved down to the cities back when my grandma was like two, I want to say. Wow. She was a single mom, had five kids. Whoa. Uh, my grandma was the youngest. Yeah, my great grandpa, unfortunately, was. An alcoholic was the uh, going to get milk guy, <laughs> and never oh my God, came that's, back. That's my dad. <laughs> <laughs> he never came back, and I, you know, so she tells me a lot of stories of being Native American in that time period, and it was really hard because being people, in the Minneapolis area—that's yeah, insane. She was in Northeast then. Minneapolis Holy in a tenement, shit. and um, it was. Not good. Like, people didn't really mess with my grandma because she had four older siblings mm -hmm. um, who were kind of, they were well known in the area because they didn't take shit from anybody. Um, so like, you know, nobody ever picked on her or anything. But when she was in school, um, she would always talk about like, the white kids would look at me funny. and think that, you know, I was like, they weren't sure what I was. And then the black kids also would look at me funny <laughs> they you don't fit they in also at the white it. table and yeah, you don't fit in right with the so other... she was just like yeah. i just tried to not draw attention to myself yeah. you know but my grandma's amazing like i love her so much she's <laughs> um still alive. i just yeah she's still alive okay. um That's she awesome. actually has stage four esophageal cancer oh um that she was diagnosed in may of 2018 and at the time they gave her like three to six months to Holy live shit yeah crazy like all the treatment that she went through she was on this like trial drug and she literally had went into anaphylactic shock on her first oh chemo treatment my mom like thought like that, that was, was it. it like she's gonna die from her first chemo treatment and they brought her back she's four years later she's still here yeah well and it's crazy too because she also had a heart attack oh my god like this year the doctors watched it happen because they went, my mom brought her to the ER because mm -hmm. she was like, my chest feels funny. Like, you know, a lot of times women um, don't think they're having a heart attack yep. because we have really high pain tolerance yep. compared to men who are like very dramatic. A hundred percent. So like my mom was like, mm, that's weird. Let's go to the hospital. They watched on the EKG like monitor, like her have her heart attack. Holy shit. Went into surgery, like, and she's fine. Like this woman is like remarkable, but the, the chemo treatment, a lot of times they are like a metal-based liquid. I don't know what to call it, like treatment, okay. like the, the actual drug itself. And this one that she was on was more of a, uh, was like a plant-based chemo treatment pretty much. And her body completely 
reacted to it in a good way. Okay. Because they had seen that her, her cancer had spread to like her hip. So they were like, it spread from your esophagus, which just having esophageal cancer in general is a very rare thing for a Native American woman. That that cancer mostly happens in older white males. Okay. Um, it's really highly associated with drinking, smoking, and um, acid reflux. So kind of the wow. perfect storm. All to of the create... things that destroy your esophagus, yeah. essentially. And my grandma did smoke and drink and uh, have re- acid reflux. But I think that's mainly because a lot of the food that white people eat, we were, as Native Americans, started to eat this food that like obviously for generations and centuries like nobody ate like a dairy you know like cow's milk Uh and like all these things that like really affected our bodies i think but anyway so her chemo back to the chemo the plant-based one her 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 cancer is almost like completely gone uh, wow. she's on kind of like stable there's no, is no it technically new remission or no not no quite. it's not okay. remission it's um it's very it's like stagnant i forget what they call that okay um, but it's like manageable yeah it's manageable okay. and she'll she'll have it probably forever but wow. till, till she dies but like how old is your grandma she's 76 i want to say damn your grandma's young yeah my they got after it i guess back then like um <laughs> <laughs> at least yeah my mom had me when she was 22 so like yeah and she, my grandma had my mom when she was 26. So yeah, like it's pretty, pretty normal, I guess. Um, but anyway, she is remarkable. Like she made it through, she's making it through chemo. She made it through a heart attack. She made it through like her anaphylactic shock, like all these things. And so like, I really think she is just like the testament to like being a strong native woman. Yeah. She just she's doesn't model, take, for sure. she doesn't take shit from anyone. Yeah. So it's, it's really just, it's sad because I want there to be like stories that I can share, but because of the culture and the assimilation and everything, like there was so much taken away Yeah, that like, and her family didn't really talk about things and nobody really told her anything. She's the only living sibling that she has. Out of the five kids. Yeah. Damn. So there's, there's just not a lot there to delivery. Oh my God. Um, Yeah. Mike's here. (laughs) Shut the fuck up, Mike. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm talking about my family. So it's it's really just sad because there's just not a lot that I know. Yeah. That or is... like stories of anything, really, that has to do with our culture. On my mom's Hearing side. that story, like, Gabby and I have been friends for, if Jesus, years. four years. No, we've been we met during COVID. 2020. Oh, yeah. So like two, going on, almost three years. Going on three years. And we bonded over trauma. Trauma. Trauma bond. <laughs> So I feel like Gabby and I know like a lot of in-depth and intimate details about one another, but knowing that story about you, Gab, like you, I feel so proud to have you as one of my best friends because that strength that your grandmother has, I see that in you. I see that in all of the trials and errors that you've gone through and what has made you to be you today. So I'm really grateful to have you as a friend and that your grandma was able to pass her strength down to you. I'm going to get misty eyed, but like. (laughs) Anyway, yeah. I see I see a lot of that in you. So I made yeah. it made me feel glowy to hear that story because mm-hmm. those are qualities that she was able to pass down to you. Yeah. Even though she wasn't able to like carry those stories with her of like yeah. your guys' backstory, like she still gave you that mm-hmm. Native American strength, that backbone that I feel like Native Americans are known for. Yeah. Being resilient. Mm-hmm. So 
You're a badass yeah. bitch. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, I don't know. I just, going back to what my, my mom and my grandma said, like, our ancestors didn't go through all of this for you to... And, and I they're, think not, perfectly they're, not, so. they're not saying that in, like, a make-me-feel-guilty way. It's more of, like, when I'm doubting myself it's to on push things. You. And it's like, hey, you we've can do gone this. through everything that the world has thrown at mm-hmm. us. Like, you can get through this interview, or you can get through this relationship, or you can get through, you know, whatever hard time it is mm-hmm. that you're going through. I've had a lot of mental health issues and I feel like I've become like a much stronger person and like a better person honestly or a better version of myself I've always been a good person yeah I was like like (laughs) but just like at least I think I have I don't know whatever you're a great person Uh, but you know so and Mike's joining us now for the Thanksgiving special hi everybody disclaimer right off the bat Mike loves Gabby you know Uh, cover your ass oh See you later. (laughs) I support the Thanksgiving holiday as the American tradition, not in the sense that uh, Europeans came and slaughtered uh, thousands and millions of of Native Americans and whatever else uh, horrible horrible atrocities happened back in that time. I only support the theme of Thanksgiving in that it lets us get together with our family and be thankful for the things that we do have. You guys got a little, just a smidgen, like not even scratching the surface of revenge with Roanoke. So it's okay. <laughs> you later dated the white people and fucking made them scratch their noggins for the rest of eternity. It's so a mystery. That's, that's okay. Yeah. I asked why. That wasn't even my culture. I asked, that's just been a mystery. No one knows what happened to the people at Roanoke. Um, yeah. Yeah, I know. Had... But I'm saying that wasn't my tribe though. Oh, it was okay. a different tribe. You weren't there? No, and it also was not my tribe. I, I cannot, I cannot, I cannot confirm s- nor deny. I can for sure say I wasn't there. Okay. But my military friend, Ryan, shout out Ryan who listens to the pod. He was like, what kind of podcast are you guys starting? And I was like, it's Murder and Mystery. And he was like, like, what are we talking? Like aliens or like Roanoke? Or Roanoke. Roanoke? Yeah. He, no, he did a, gave a different example. And I was like, things like Roanoke. And I listed like three others. And he's like, that's easy. Right. Roanoke is easy because Indians got sick of our shit and fucking later date them. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Hey, Ryan, Native Americans. Thanks. Yeah, there was no proof of that. There was no proof of just like where they went. It's so crazy. What if it was another bunch of white people? Anyway, thanks for joining, Mike. Hi, hi. (laughs) This is the first time all three of us have been together for a pod in a a while, in a hot second. Hot second. Although we were together in spirit on last week's where we. Start, I started one and oh, yeah. finished it off. Well, That's true. Yeah. On the Montezzi case. She's a closer. Yeah. <laughs> she is a closer. Yeah, bring, in, bring in the closer. <laughs> okay, so this week, Sophie's choice for the Thanksgiving special is the Wendigo. So like I said, when we started, the I had to go. Sorry, I had to. <laughs> no, I love it. I'm sorry. Where to go? I'm making fun of my own thing. It's <laughs> great. So like I said, when we started the pod, I have always kept like a little book where I write down cases or mysteries that I want to cover on the podcast. And I'm a very religious journaler. So when I started carrying around this little podcast journal, so to speak, for well over a year before we even started, but Not I immediately... In like the religious sense. Sorry, I did just use that word very loosely. Religiously. Yes. I regularly yeah. journal. Regularly journal. Yeah. Consistently. Like, consistent She's consistent. Journal. I'm a Asian yeah. and Frank. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. 
I immediately filled it with Indonesian and German cases and stories because that's my ethnic background. And then when we had lost our original third, because it was going to be me and Mike and somebody else, but Gab happily agreed to join, I started researching a lot of indigenous cases kind of to raise awareness for murdered and indigenous people as well. But you guys have a shit ton of mysteries. So I feel like any true murdery will know Native Americans have some of the most bone chilling and fascinating urban legends. Yes. Just because they have a lot of like, I don't want to say facts, but like sightings to back it up, which makes it creepy, like skinwalkers and Wendigo. And st- here's the skeptic. Oh, God. Here he is. Don't come out yet. Stay over there. <laughs> Hold, please. Oh, man. <laughs> and I thought. I'm just wondering what constitutes a sighting. We'll, co- we'll cover it when we get we'll to get other there. cryptids. We'll cross that cryptids when we get cryptids. For the time being. Cryptids. Yep. I thought since indigenous people or Native Americans, as I know Gabby prefers, which I, I kind of do too, but I'm I'm not Native American, so that's not my call. America was your people's before the white man came to fuck shit up. Since they're the real reason we celebrate Thanksgiving in America, it'd be perfect to pick for the special. Let's not forget the people. This holiday is not about drinking your way through family dinners. I mean, it helps. <laughs> it helps, but yeah. Just to get to that Black Friday line early. It goes back to 1620 when we first came to America, white people being first coming to America. A Native American of the Patuix tribe, sorry Gab, I'm going to fucking butcher these, named Squanto, or actually Tis Squantum, but white people just call them Squanto because that was apparently too hard for them. That's the trend. I know. things easier. (laughs) (laughs) When you call Amazon help, it's like, hello, thank you for calling Amazon. My name is Greg. And I'm just like, What's That's your, not your name. Yeah, tell me your real name. I want to know your real name. And then they type it and I'm like, okay, never mind. Greg. <laughs> oh my God. Thank okay. you. Thank you for helping me. No. But it's uh, the same when I get my real name too. They're just like, I'm sorry, what? I mean, it's like my tribe is the Miamia. Miamia tribe of Oklahoma, which Sophie might, are you going to go into any of that? In this I am. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I didn't know how to pronounce every, it though, so thank you. calls it Miami. Because that's what it looks like. Yeah. Miamia. But but no, but our tribe, or sorry, uh, like I went to Miami University and that was a school before Florida was even a state. So like Miami didn't like exist. Like the the, when people are like from the University of Miami, Mm -hmm. like in Florida, they're like, oh, I go to the real University of Miami. And I'm like, Literally, you you don't because you didn't even exist. So. I was like, your university is the real Miami. Yeah, we were the first one. Thank you. <laughs> um, also, similarly to like, so Miamia became Miami. The tribe in Florida, um, I'm like 99% sure, is the Maumee tribe. M-A-U-M-E-E, Maumee. And that was also then just Miami. So... Like, <laughs> Wow, guys, good, good, good job. I hadn't looked into the Florida um, part. I mostly focused yeah, on so your tribe. Just a fun fact there on the on the tribe thing and on the Miami and on stuff. the university stuff. Yeah, Squanto helped many newly settled Europeans fish and grow crap because he, I think he took pity on the white people because he saw that they were going to fucking die. Oh, I should when, let him. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was really mean. <laughs> When he came around after the winter and saw they hadn't actually killed themselves, he (laughs) taught them more shit about beans and corn, and that's when they celebrated the first Thanksgiving in honor of their kind Native American friend. 
I read his whole life story and guys, I don't want to dive too deep into it. That could be a whole other thing. But according to an article by Gina Demira, which I fact-checked and double-researched by John Karoski for all that's interesting, Squanto knew English before because in his youth, when he was 25, he was enslaved and captured and brought back to Spain for several years. So, like, if this guy should hate white people the most, it should definitely be this guy. But, like, for him to, like, have a good enough heart to be enslaved by white Spaniards and then still make it back and then teach him shit, I don't know. Anyway, so a man who was shipping off, a white man who was shipping back to Maine, took a liking to Squanto and agreed to bring him back to his homeland. Upon arriving, the man noted it seemed less populous than where he had been. Squanto was actually the last survivor of the Batuix's tribe. All of his people had been wiped out by disease that the white men had brought back with them. So seriously, this, I cannot reiterate that enough. If anybody should be pissed and bitter to white people, it should definitely be him. But he decided to use his powers for good, I said. Oh, no. His ability to speak fluent English. And he saw it as an opportunity to help and, you know, apply that kindness. What'd you say? Turn the other cheek. Yes. Yeah, exactly that. So that is basically non-existent today. Like human kindness. Yeah. Oh, Oh, I I was like the tribe. The tribe. Well, that too, because he was the last survivor. And I didn't, I didn't look into if he had like a lot of sons or kids to maybe like carry that on but yeah but yeah i thought that was really cool of him very nice of him too nice too nice (laughs) just so you know too gracious now that the warm and fuzzy feelings are out of the way let's talk mysteries that was warm and fuzzy him being so nice (laughs) not the enslaved part for those who don't know which we already just talked about. My girl Gab is of the Miami tribe of Ohio. Oklahoma, girl. On her mother's on the side. Miami tribe of Ohio. Wait, it's how not is Ohio. It? It's Oklahoma. <laughs> Oklahoma. Oh, okay. She went to the University of Miami. No, I went to Miami University. Miami Good university. lord, you guys. Sorry. In yes. Ohio, though. The yes. university yeah. is in so, Ohio. So here's, here's, here's the deal. My family, the tribe, oh, Miami I was like, when tribe, I first was my... from Ohio. Okay, Indiana. I was like, when that's I did where they my originally... research, it like migrated that's, from Canada to that's Ohio. That's where they originally were. Okay. A little bit of Canada, they kind of moved around a bit, but they were in that region. Then they realized we're and that... Sorry. No, and then the white guys were like, hey, get the F out of here, we're taking your land. That's what happened. Okay. So then they were moved to what we call Indian country, which is First, it was Kansas. They moved to Kansas. And then to Oklahoma. Got it. So that's why, like, so I'm part of the Miami tribe of Oklahoma because they were moved to that area. Oh, 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 God. But originally where they were from was that area where the school is. Okay. There's also the Miami Nation of Indiana. I don't know if you saw any of that in your research. And basically what happened was... When they were removing people from that area, mm-hmm. they kind of split into two groups. Okay. So they're technically, like, we're related. We're from the same original tribe, mm-hmm. but they're split. So there's, and it's kind of weird because we didn't get any, like, reservation land. Like, if you hear about, like, obviously a lot of tribes in Minnesota, like, they all have, well, most of them have reservations. Mm-hmm. Whereas the, the Miami tribe was just kind of given land in Oklahoma. Okay. Uh, it's literally called Miami, Oklahoma. And that's like where they live. Uh, a lot of people that stayed there, but a lot of people left too, like my family. And this is on my dad's side. Um, I, never, I didn't specify that earlier. Got my it. dad's side is Miami. So yeah, so like people left and just, then the Miami 
nation of Indiana is a whole other group of people up near Fort Wayne, Indiana. And it it wasn't a reservation, though. Oh, So, like, it was given to specific people in the tribe. I think because the tribes are so small, they just, like, said, like, here, like, so-and-so, like, let's say McMullen or, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. family, Mm -hmm. you get this plot of land, like, you own it. Instead of, like, being on a tribe reservation. uh, Collect taxes. Right. So, at at the end of the day, it benefits the government more than the The actual Native Americans. Correct. So, anyway, that was my little spiel. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. The legend of the Wendigo is actually originates from the Great Plains and Great Lakes natives, which Miami people are actually exactly that. Although much larger tribes that come from this category are namely the Sioux, the Cheyenne, Crow, Blackfoot, Pawnee, and Comanche tribes for the Plains. And then we've got the Chippewa, Fox, Huron, Iroquois, Ottawa, sorry, I can't read my own handwriting apparently, Ottawa, (laughs) and Potawatomac. There we go. Yeah. Tribes Uh, for the Great Lakes natives. Your tribe of the Miami people actually branched off from the largely Canadian tribe known as the Algonquian. Yeah. So Algonquian is uh, a lot of these languages between the tribes are they're all, they're all called Algonquian languages. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like when you have the, the Romance languages in Europe and, mm-hmm. and all of that. So they're all, they all stem from the same sentence structure and way of communicating. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, so, the Algonquian, like, actual yeah, tribe. They're, yeah, yeah, but a lot but of their languages like, All of the languages are stem re- from they're there. related and, yep. like, a lot of words, like, overlap. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so that makes sense then that, because I'm so Chippewa, you, you mentioned Chippewa, which mm-hmm. Ojibwa, same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my mom's side. And then, yeah, the Miami, Ottawa, and did you say Cree too? Or no? Mm-hmm. Cree. So Miami and Ottawa then are the other side. Not, must not be like Midwest. Cree, my research Cree mostly is like focused Canadian. on Midwest. Cree is Canadian though. Great, but I lakes, think it's great more plains. from uh, east, Eastern oh, okay. Canada, I'm okay. pretty sure. So Miami tribe actually broke off mid 17th century. So like 1601 to 1700 with around 4,500 members and then settled in the Green Bay, Wisconsin area, taking the legend of the Wendigo with you, which I think is really cool. This is also why the Miami tribesmen speak Algonquian. Forcing himself to make a tree bark soup of sorts was the only thing that seemed to keep him clinging onto life. As the days dragged on and each day never produced any animals for food, Wendigo felt like he was slowly losing his sanity. The last ditch effort before going out to hunt, he prayed to anyone that would listen to please save him and provide him with even the earth's smallest rabbit, anything to curb his hunger. He came home again with nothing. But that night, a dark spirit came to him in his dream and whispered to give him the power he needed. Wendigo woke up to the full moon shining in his hut with a misplaced strength he hadn't had before. He felt strong enough to go out right that moment and hunt. He traveled further than he had before, straight into the night, his strides longer somehow, until he came upon an Ocibwe village. When he saw the lights of the fires, he called out to announce his presence, but the few villagers who were there fainted from fear. He blinked his eyes, but he swore their heads and bodies turned into beavers. The hunger was screaming now, his stomach screaming to be filled. So he ate them one by one. And with each body, he grew taller and taller. He felt as though he was a giant, but as his height grew, so did his hunger. And once there was nothing left in the village to eat, he left to find more food. He attacked more villages until stories started to spread. So that is my kind of 
the story version of Jacqueline Angelus's article, but like most cryptids, the story varies depending on who you ask and what tribe you ask, because this, as the tribes separated from the Algonquian, they kind of made mm -hmm. up their own variations of the Wendigo. So according to Dr. Emily Zarkon, a PBS special, Native American people believed you could become a Wendigo simply by betraying your own kind or your fellow man and consuming human flesh. It's said even by dreaming about the Wendigo, you can turn into one. Someone who is in a state of inner turmoil might also put you at a risk of becoming one. Some tribes believe it can be caused by spirit imbalance or by being selfish and greedy and putting oneself needs and wants above the good of the tribe. As I stated earlier, it's said to have originated with the Algonquian people deep in the woodland of Canada and the Great Lakes region, which is Great yeah. Lakes tribes. <laughs> yeah. There's even said to be some Wendigos here in northern Minnesota. So the most American sightings of Wendigos are in northern Minnesota and a lot in Wisconsin, which I'll get into. Mm -hmm. However, no matter how many different versions of the Wendigo are out there based on country, tribe, or state, these things seem to stay the same. Also, one thing that I did find, I must have forgotten to write it in here. Miami tribe was not named after, obviously, Florida or anything like that. There was a, how do you pronounce it? Miamia? Yes, river that goes that oh, yeah, went yeah, yeah. from one of the Great yep. Lakes. That's what you're named after. Yep. When you branched the, off, the Miami, so I was like, the Miami so River. Cool. When they were removed from the Ohio Indiana area, mm -hmm. they were on boats. Like they were sent down the river. Oh. Um, and, but I believe at one point they had to get, they had to walk still at some okay. point. Like, you can't just take a river all the way to Miami, Oklahoma, or Kansas. I must not have wrote it in my thing, but I do remember um, they wanted to stay close to their namesake, like what they were named after. They wanted yes. to stay close to that river. Yeah, yeah. Well, probably for resource, but, but also sentimental. Uh, I think mainly for food. <laughs> mainly for like, we know how to fish. Because uh, we talked about that a lot at school, like food sovereignty and things like that. Mm -hmm. Like being able to understand the land and how to use the land really critical and that's part of why removing them was so detrimental to the tribe because you're taking them from a very fertile land mm -hmm. like you know near rivers and very um rich soil and they would grow corn along there um which we call minjipe um, corn yeah corn cool. is minjipe they they just they understood it like that was their home and then mm. to be removed to basically the fucking wild west uh <laughs> like you're in the freaking prairie now like yeah. you're out in the middle like they didn't know what to do or like how to harvest the land mm. and like do any of that so that it took them a long time to figure that out just to survive so yeah super sad but they fucking did it they, they did. did the damn thing. They did. They did. They. So no matter which country, tribe, or state, these things seem to stay consistent in the story of the Wendigo. Each story is presented with a long, harsh winter with minimal or dwindling resources, fear of starvation of your main character, and a ferocious snowstorms. When presented with these conditions, most people want to stay together to better their chances of survival. The Wendigo, however, is usually a solo hunter wanting people to come out of their homes alone during a storm as they are immune to harsh freezing temperatures. This scarred Native Americans into sharing food with other tribes and better preparation for the winters. So, you know, you don't get gobbled up by a Wendigo during the storm. 
The first documented mentioning of the Wendigo was also in the 17th century, when Europeans entered the fur trade with Native Americans. As it grew more populous, soon Europeans were hunting and trapping more frequently across the Canadian tundra in the dead of winter. There were claimed sightings of something that reminded Europeans of what they had back home, the werewolf. But it Mm. seemed off. They describe it as a giant humanoid-looking cannibal who could move at incredible speeds, extremely tall, big bad wolf-level teeth, and claws. And it had no lips because it couldn't ever resist the desire to even eat the own flesh that makes up its own mouth. They have a heart of ice and an insatiable hunger for human flesh. Instead of talking, it only shrieks, and its presence is said to be known by the foul odor of decay it emits, or a large blizzard. All Wendigos were once human, and once they turn into the creature, they no longer have any gender. Oddly, modern-day depictions of the Wendigo feature a tall creature with a stag-like head, so it always has antlers in modern-day depictions, and it's like a human hybrid thing, but that's not the traditional Native American depiction of it. That's just... Mm-hmm. Actually, it didn't happen until a white dude made a movie about the Wendigo, and he put <laughs> he put the antler horns it's on like it and Antlers, shit. that makes sense. Yeah, that looks scary. <laughs> A creepy, tall, skinny human with antlers or a Slenderman-looking motherfucker with ram horns for ears. (laughs) But there are no indigenous paintings or drawings to support this image, so I've come to believe that director Larry Fessenden, who directed the 2001 movie Wendigo, is to blame for this depiction. He himself even stated he did no actual research on the Wendigo before (gasps) he did the movie. Yeah, isn't that fucking... what? I know. It's despicable. How would you... And his depiction of the Wendigo was just his idea that he combined with scary stories people tell in the dark. I wish I had the confidence of an average white man. (laughs) Like, he just was like, we're going to make a movie about the Wendigo. I don't know what the Wendigo is, what it looks like. I have no concept, but I'm just going to make a movie. I'm just going to pull some shit out of my ass. This looks looks good. I'll be right. Like, what? (laughs) He combined scary stories to tell in the dark, which if anybody's ever read the Burning Feet scary story, that's based off a Wendigo or Mm. Wendigo as they call it in the book. My first story for me personally of the Wendigo was when I was like four. It was a 1999 show. It might be a little bit old. I don't know if you guys ever watched Charmed. Mm, No. I know what that is. It's super nerdy. It's like a... It's Sister Witches. Is it the yes. witchy one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, Alyssa Milano was in it. Yeah. Uh, Holly Marie Combs, Shannon Daudry, Rose mm-hmm. McGowan. Though They played these sisters who were witches. Okay. But that was my first story of a Wendigo. So when I first started doing this research, I thought that's what it was. My friends and I used to role play that fucking, that fucking show all the time. But anyway. Uh, Nerd. I know. <laughs> I They started a podcast. Okay, so they did a remake that was like... It shouldn't have even been called recent. a remake recently, yeah, yeah, but it was more of like a racial awareness show. It had nothing to do with the old storyline. They asked none of the original cast to partake in it. It doesn't, it's, it was a, it fucking tanked. Like it was oh. absolutely horrible. So then the actual original cast came out with a podcast, a House of Hollowell podcast. So it's like them reliving what it was like to be on set with like a racially diverse team even back then in the 90s. Like, anyway, it's, not based on race, the podcast, but I'm just saying, like, even back then, they they didn't have to consciously think and put colored people in the show. It was just yeah integrated in the show, because that's what Aaron Spelling liked to do. Anyway, it's the closest thing that true fans will get to a reboot. Anyway, so that story goes, the first Wendigo was a mortal who, betrayed by his lover, cut out her heart and ate it. As soon as he did, his own heart turned to ice, and that's how he became this monster. In the show Supernatural, they describe the creature as extremely fast, having huge claws, 
being able to mimic loved ones' voices as a way to lure their prey and separate the groups and being immortal. Supernatural also goes on to state it hibernates in their version of the Wendigo only to reemerge every 23 years. I think that's just, I don't know if you guys ever watched Supernatural either. Mm. Yeah, you have? Oh, yeah. They just like, they're just brothers who hunt supernatural shit. Oh, okay. That's basically the premise of the show. Pretty cool car. They make a lot of snarky jokes. Yeah, they got a Chevy Impala. Yep. Wow, Nolan would be a old, fan. Old fashioned Chevy Impala. <laughs> They keep dying. They come Nolan, back. Nolan the only... drives a 2014 Chevy Impala, and he loves that thing. So. Chevy Impala was my first car. Aw. Not the cool one that the brothers drive, but anyway, the mom, the mom version. <laughs> it can also she, be. You just called Nolan's car a mom car. <laughs> Sorry, it kind of is. It looks. It's got a bulky butt. Yeah, it's a, it's a boat. Yeah, I, that car is a boat for sure. I also drive a mom car. I have a Grand Cherokee. So you drive a cool mom. You're not a regular mom car. You get a cool mom. She's car. a cool mom. She is a cool mom. So hot I, girls drive white vehicles. Me and Mike both drive white vehicles. <laughs> that's right. In Supernatural, it can also be warded off apparently by a circle in the dirt, like SpongeBob in the case of the sea bear. <laughs> yes, that is true. I actually. Now, Wait, now everything makes sense. The circle in the dirt to ward off the Wendigo or <laughs> the SpongeBob sea bear? The circle all in the, the dirt above. for the Wendigo. He hates because... festive hats upside down. <laughs> no, uh, that actually clears a lot of things up. Things I've heard in the past about like, Interesting. why are there circles in, oh, in the like, dirt? In the, okay, in the I got gotcha. Like in, tra- in certain. It is also smart enough to unlock doors. It doesn't need to break things and crash through windows because it's not a complete animal. It was once human. For the most part, Supernatural keeps to the roots of the stormy winter cannibal backstory. And both of these shows ironically kill it with a flare gun. I don't know if that's planned, but theoretically it's to melt its heart of ice and that's how you kill it, I guess. Although the Supernatural shows episode takes place in Colorado, they even mention Minnesota and Northern Michigan as being stateside homes to the Wendigo. So much so, I found both us and Wisconsin have lakes named after the creature. We have Wendigo Island, which is just off of, just south of Grand Rapids. Mm. And then Lake Wendigo, as in some tribes it's pronounced, but that's what they call it in Wisconsin, is by a city. Oh, wait, sorry. That's still us. <laughs> Spy mm. City at Cass Lake, which is up by Bemidji. <gasps> that's where my grandma was born. Cass Lake. Actually? Yeah. Oh, my God. Very cool. And there are over 37 names for this cryptid, and depending on where you go, again, determines the spelling and pronunciation. Wisconsin has a goddamn nature park named after it. That's about 15 minutes south of Hayward, Wisconsin, or 100 miles north of Eau Claire. Is that how you say that? Eau Claire. Eau Claire. Since Hayward only has about 2,000 people. According to a 2011 Park Rapids Enterprise News article, a man by the name of Jake Nelson lived in a town once referred to as an you're gonna hate this indian village <laughs> then nice. called ross current day rosio minnesota Ro- Roso. is that how it's said r-o-s-e-a-u yeah Roso. Roso, minnesota okay which is exactly five and a half hours away from where my ass sits right now and the town itself is only 10 miles from the canadian border so it's way the fuck up there yeah <laughs> don't you know Jake Nelson kept detailed journals. So to all the people who made fun of me, fuck you. <laughs> no, I no will one. say I've never made fun of you for having journals. No, you haven't. I've just been made fun of my whole life for oh. doing it. I, I think I've journaled since I was like five or four. 
I always um, wanted to, yeah. and then I do it for like two dead. days in a row, and then I'm like, "Uh huh, this is boring." No and one laughed at Anne Frank. <laughs> oh God! Just kidding. Anyway, Jeez. he spoke of hearing the legends of the Wendigo, and that if you were lucky enough to not be consumed by one and just see one, it was an omen of death, and that someone you know would die. Now, while this isn't great news, I'd rather that than live my worst fucking fear and be eaten alive. Both, I think we can agree, are horrible. <laughs> Jake's first sighting was in 1886. And when he woke the next morning, he was told an elder in his community had passed away in his sleep. According to an Atlas Obscure article by J.W. Ockler, in winter of 1879, a Cree man who lived in Alberta, Canada, by the name of Swift Runner, was a well-liked and well-known member of society. However, when he returned from his winter camp without the other nine members, count them nine members, of his family, you can imagine this raised some eyebrows. Things got even stranger when he told people that his whole family had died of starvation. Yet Swift Runner didn't look any worse for wear. In fact, he looked quite healthy for a man who had just sur survived a winter that nine other people did not. The Northwest Mounted Police decided to check his winter camp out. What they found was a pot filled with human fat, human bones strewn about everywhere. Some had even been broken and hollowed out, indicating that the bone marrow had actually been sucked out. <gasps> I know. It's He's a Wendigo. Fucking gross. Swift Runner immediately confessed while also stating that he'd been having strange dreams where a spirit would tell him to eat his family, which consisted of his wife, mother, some sources say his mother-in-law, yeah, his brother, and six children. Oh my God. He ate his fucking... Oh God, it's just awful. Yeah, in um, just a quick note here. Yeah. In... <laughs> it's in just Native, so gross. In Native American culture, like, you don't... <laughs> SpongeBob. Turn that shit off, SpongeBob. Jeez. Shut um, up, SpongeBob. Oh my god. Okay, my uh, okay. I have a quick note. So in Native American culture, it's really normal when you say mother that it, it could mean one or the other. Like there's no diso there's no discernment between mother-in-law and mom. Or, I thought she was going to say in Native American culture, it's really common to eat your mother. Yeah. No, just mother-in-law. Oh my god. It's just no. your mother-in-law. No, I'm just saying like, because yeah. you're saying like, it said mother, could be mother-in-law. Like, it could have been either one because- Okay, like, that, that makes sense. It's, you just kind of refer to them as the same. Yeah, some of my sources intertwine them, so that makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for saying that. J.W. Ockler wrote this article for the Atlas Obscure in a way that is so up our alley. It is the only article I read on Swift Runner all the way through. He wrote, quote, he'd gone Wendigo. It had been a harsh winter, but it wasn't eat your family harsh winter, end oh. quote. That's, oh my God. Isn't that perfect? I was like, oh my God. This wow. is like. Uh, He's living our, in the future. Our kind of podcast. <laughs> is he like, Gen Z? <laughs> but that's how, he, that's how he wrote this article. I was like, perfect. That's fucking perfect. Uh, Swift Runner did claim he was turning into a Wenigo as his defense in court. But even Canada isn't that nice. He, <laughs> he was hung in December of 1879. Oh at Fort Saskatchewan for the heinous crimes. And although we'll never know the true motive for his crimes, many psychiatrists since then have dubbed this as an example of Wendigo psychosis. Claiming to diagnose and treat it, Wendigo psychosis can be characterized by an intense craving for human flesh or an intense fear of becoming a cannibal. Psychiatrists have described this as a culture bound syndrome. Which yeah, I guess yeah, there yeah. are several of the, I thought that was fucking weird. That makes weird. sense. That, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, that, like, fuck. You're trying so hard not to do something that to it not almost forces people? you to do it. To not eat people? Yeah. No, like a I self, mean, yeah, self-fulfilling prophecy kind of a thing. Yeah. Oh, if, if, yeah. got it. Especially if you're like, you're in a situation this winter, 
harsh winter. Obviously, not mm-hmm. eat your family eat your harsh. Family. <laughs> your family <laughs> harsh. Yeah. But like, it almost, in a way, is like telling him that it's okay to eat his. Fi- not not that it's okay, but that it's happened before, and uh... it's not a totally crazy thing to think, right? Like. Kind of like like what you're saying, self-fulfilling prophecy, sort of. Otherwise, like, he wouldn't... Sorry, Mike. If if they hadn't, like, talked about this and had this be a story, he wouldn't know that necessarily that, oh, I should eat my family. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Wait, is it like when Rick and Morty, when Jerry gets that fortune that he's going to fuck his mom and then he keeps thinking (laughs) and is scared to fuck (laughs) his mom? Probably yes, similar. Okay, I didn't yeah. see that episode, but okay. That seems that um, seems very similar. Yeah. There's a part where he's like getting sucked into a space thing and her her dress had ripped at the crotch and he's like, no! And then oh he's hanging on and his pants and underwear fly off and he's oh like, my God. no. Okay. Okay. I mean, didn't see that episode. Um, same vibe. So, <laughs> what I wanted to say is that the um, human brain is incapable of coming up with new thoughts. <laughs> just kidding um in it is though negative thinking right not thinking of negative things but not thinking of something by choosing to not think of it yes like if i say don't think about elephants i'm like damn it i see an elephant in my brain exactly don't think about fucking your mom oh god jesus christ sophie, sophie. <laughs> you're to, done to jerry <laughs> and small examples of this can be uh, seen in even training to drive a motorcycle. Uh, when you're training to drive a motorcycle, they tell you that if you're looking, and they say, we talked about this the other day, didn't we? Oh, we might have, someone else might have, whatever it is. I don't know. I Some, just had I, wide eyes. I was, I having, was like, yeah. what? She's like, shaggy. Um, did I? <laughs> when you go skiing in, in the woods or in the mountains or whatever it is, wherever you are, um, professional skiers will tell you not to focus on the trees. You yeah. focus on the path and Oh, we talked yeah, yeah, about yeah, this. Because yeah. so I told Mike I almost killed myself off a cliff once skiing because I couldn't <laughs> stop staring at the edge of the cliff. Right. Oh, my the God. The cliff, so or uh, at the trees or when you're on a motorcycle, like a pothole or something. You just, if yeah. you look there, you're going there. I was yes. like, just like skating. You don't look yeah, down because uh, you're going to go down. Don't look right. at it. Don't. Him hearing all these stories about cannibalism, about becoming a Wendigo. Sorry, not Wendigo. Um, there are a lot of different ways to say it. So technically, that's not wrong. Sorry, that was the first thing it popped in my head. Um, yeah, it's pronounced a lot of different I feel like ways. When dingo is a Arizona. a dingo, dingo is a an animal. It's like in Australia. Australia. So <laughs> when dingo, I think, is the Arizona pronunciation of so their tribes of Wendigo. Oh, they have it too. I think so. Something Where? Like that. Uh, Arizona. Arizona. Oh shit! I don't know. It's mostly up here by us. I don't know. I've heard Wendigo somewhere. Wisconsin says it like that. Wendigo with okay. an yeah. N, like dingo, dingo. Wendigo. There are like 37 different spellings and pronunciations right. okay. of this the goddamn thing. Oh, yeah. Wendigo. Um, either Wendigo. Way. Yeah. Right. So because he's heard those stories before, like you were saying, yeah. Um, it's he, been planted. You could absolutely just be sitting out there a in the freezing cold and seed. starving and starting to hallucinate and just don't become a cannibal. Don't become a cannibal. Don't become a cannibal. And he stops and his brain thinks, wait, did you say cannibal? <laughs> oh, I <laughs> need it. And oh now, my god. And now it's not necessarily a choice between survive or like not even your family. It's an argument in your head yeah. about do this or don't do it. Actually, mm-hmm. the SpongeBob thing is a perfect analogy. I don't need it. I don't yeah, need yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. I need it. Like he doesn't need the water and he keeps thinking about it. And then he needs the water at he Sandy's. Does. He actually did. did no, he water. did need the water. But I'm just SpongeBob saying. SpongeBob did need the water. Right. But yeah. 
but he was so focused on it that it like made the situation worse. Yes. Right. Yeah. He brought it into his head and brought the idea into his head. And then that the negative thought mm-hmm. or the negative side made, of yeah. like, don't do it popped out of his head once his body was like i need to survive somehow mm-hmm. what did you say earlier yeah eat people what eat my family eat, but, damn to eat nine of them that's, that's a, a lot of fucking people and two I, of those people like, are adults i mean if it's all winter that's one thing right, right. like oh. but but still i'm like dude i don't even eat and i don't think i eat that much in was, a year myself so you don't do you eat nine was, people's worth of food in a year <laughs> do you think it was him alone doing it or do you think it was oh, like maybe the group some- Picked like, some right, off. Oh, who died first? We can eat them. Oh my god, you voted off the island type of shit. Exactly. Oh my god. Yep. Who dies first? Oh, no, die? no, because the whole thing is that it's of, with one. I have heard person of some losing their shit. Of you know people on on islands, and I'm sorry, I'm so bad. I should just never have children. Well, and what are you gonna eat this winter? Ah! No! <laughs> <laughs> Oh my um, god. So Archie's I, so lean, there wouldn't be anything on him yeah. to eat. He's such a muscle boy. So then they would just decide to eat you first. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, there's what a lot saying, So there have been uh, different stories that I've heard of people on islands discussing it amongst the group that we want our story to go on, we want someone to survive, so if I die first, you have my permission. Is that the whole premise of the show, Survivor? What are you saying? Not quite. What? I think we have the better genes. We should eat him first. Duh, you should eat me first. I'm tasty. <laughs> but if, if it were only three of us left. Oh, shit. One of us would have to go. Yeah. I'm <laughs> the, ch- I'm the chubby of more. the two. If we didn't okay. want to have any more people, we would just say bye, Mike. I'll take the, See you later. I'll take Actually, the no. L, because then you have to fuck him. Oh, <laughs> God. I'll take the L and be What be I was going to say. It's okay. I'm going to uh, pretend to not be offended by that, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm chubbier anyway. You guys would live. You'd flourish. No, just her reaction to having to fuck me. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. The response that guys Here we go. For. Back to the whole thing. You're like putting putting ideas in my head, okay? <laughs> 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 You're like, don't do it. No. You're going to have to go like, ah! Oh, oh god. So back to the premise of <laughs> Sorry, Nolan, for being, having to survival listen. being the important thing in the group or survival being the important thing for the individual, or just even a small group of, you know, maybe they made a pact and like, all right, we're gonna kill all seven of these people and oh, the two of fuck. us are gonna eat like kings, you know, whatever it is. Oh. And then at the last second, the mother in law, you know, took too big of a bite and he's like, I'll kill you two. Bye, bitch. Maybe you should have just been better at hunting. That's this is saying. true. Yeah, there are. From what I've read, they lived in a town, in a village. Yeah. And his family privately would go to, they have a winter cabin that they would yeah, like yeah, vacation yeah. at. See, that's well, why I like... don't own a cabin. Wouldn't you have st- <laughs> <laughs> So you don't eat your family? So I don't have to eat my family. Oh my God. My family has a cabin. Um, so does mine. <laughs> oh shit. I better watch out for grandpa. There I'm so go. grateful we've yeah. never been eaten by our family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You think? I'm so grateful I've never been eaten before. Gabby should be the most grateful. Yeah, <laughs> runs in her for blood. not going all Wendigo on me. Jeez. <laughs> According to a Legends of America article, another well-known case involving Wendigo psychosis is that of Wendigo hunter Jack Fiddler. Obviously, Jack is not his real name, again. So Jack and his brother Joseph were alleged Wendigo hunters, and Jack himself claimed to have killed 14 Wendigos throughout his lifetime. Jack Fiddler was a Ojibwe chief 
and a well-known shaman. But by 1907, the world of all the Wendigo killings caught the attention of the Royal Northwest Mounted Police, and they were sent to investigate on their travels. They learned of a woman named, don't come at me, Wasakapikwe. 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 Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. (laughs) I had to do it slow, but we got through it. She had been suspected of being possessed by the Wendigo. She had been murdered and choked to death with a string by her father-in-law, Joseph, and his brother, Jack. By June of that year, the two elderly brothers, who by this point were in their 70s and 80s, were actually arrested and charged with murder of this woman. Despite the Wendigo defense not working in 1880, the brothers thought they'd give it another try. (laughs) Despite their efforts and countless indigenous people who contested to the character of the brothers, both were found guilty. Jack managed to escape this fucking badass. This dude is in his 80s and he escapes from jail. Dude, this is why we're still here. Because of people like because of my native ancestors like them, okay? They just resilient, man. They're like 80 and they're like, I'm getting out of here, man. 87 and he's like Fuck that shit. I'm not getting hung. <laughs> he he literally tricked the mounted police. He was like, can we go for an evening stroll? And then he fucking, he later dated them. Like, what the hell? So anyway, he, he escaped. That. He escaped from the Norway house oh. where they were awaiting execution. And his body was found the next day hanging from a tree in the nearby woods. So he want to go at his own hand. He wanted to do it himself. Do it himself. Which I respect. Know. I could respect yeah, that. His brother Joseph, whose real name was Pesaquan, fell ill and passed away before he could actually hang. So as far as it's strayed from the traditional Native American folklore, there are a lot of current day acknowledgments to the creature, such as lakes, as I mentioned, movies, video games, Until Dawn features them. Without the antlers, we'll be proud to know. Yeah, I don't appreciate the antler. (laughs) I don't appreciate that director. (laughs) My Little Pony even mentions them. What? Yes, yes. <laughs> we'll look it up after. I'll show you. It's fucking weird. I don't want to look it up after. I, There's I, like a sucking vortex in one of the. I don't know what they're called. I should know this because I ponies? yeah, one of the pump. No, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know their names. Oh, Cottontail or whatever turns to That's the other funny. one and was like, "There's a Wendigo in there." <laughs> Farts, sparkles, and Sorry, whatever rabbit, they do. Not a bunny. Well, whatever. They're <laughs> like light and fluffy little names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Wisconsin, which I was just telling Justin and Jared about this, Wisconsin has a restaurant called the Wendigo in yeah. Stoughton, which is half an hour southeast of Madison, which features a burger, which I think is really fucking gross. Their burger is literally called the Cannibal Burger. Hmm. I just think it's really fucking Dude. gross to name a food item after people eating other people. white people things you know oh like God. the things that i always see memes that are like oh, <laughs> it's like <it's> gross <laughs> it is <laughs> i know i'm thinking of these memes though that oh. i see of like it's like this black guy sitting on the toilet like reading a magazine <laughs> and it's called like the magazine's like white people things and he's just like oh no <laughs> oh my god Lou and it's always that. like it's always like something like stupid yeah it's like some <laughs> news article about like white people doing this like white people whatever and i'm like dude that is shit is funny they do a lot of weird things like that like this sometimes. is gross okay exactly that's what i'm saying like <sighs> and that meme i'm like that's a white people thing like it's to take this and be like yeah let's make a, a bird 
So I think that's really fucking gross and distasteful to name a food item after an act that is seriously so fucking disgusting. And make it literally made me want to puke when I read that, but I had to include it in here. Although I did find it cute that they named their like salad section for the foragers and appetizers for friends and larger entrees for the ravenous. I just thought their sections part. Mike still has a really disgusted face. <laughs> Are you stuck on the cannibal burger? It's gross, right? I think there are a lot of crazy things <clears throat> that a lot of different societies do that outside I know, but it's, societies. It's not. It's distasteful. Past. All right. Are There's you ready? a lot of that. It is a half pound ground beef and pork patty okay. with bacon. Ooh. Sure. Oh, I hate that. It sounds good. Tenderloin. Ah, garlic aioli and double cheese. Okay. That sounds really good. Right. But I hate what it's named. It's gross. Well, it's supposed to play on the, the horror story of it. Oh. And so many people follow the horror story. They're like, oh, that fits the theme. All right. That's how Jared felt. Maybe that's a Minnesota yeah. boy outlook. He, But he's also white, so I don't know. Jared? Yeah. yeah. He was like, what? That's not that gross. Well, I and I was like, plenty of people uh, who are white or otherwise uh, might think so. Well, Even people who have heard the stories of, of the Wendigo. Would you like your food being named after people eating other people? No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> and that is my Native American legend, the Wendigo. My choice for this Thanksgiving special episode. You guys will be getting two episodes this week, as we'll still be dropping this month's Sophie's Choice, the monthly child abuse awareness case on the, because it obviously Thanksgiving falls on a Thursday. So Mike and I. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The one they, they did without me. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. And that's, no. the, and that's way... the way the Wendigo eats. There you Ooh. Go. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. There you go. And that's all the goblin we're doing this <laughs> Don't eat your families, y'all. Don't eat your family for Thanksgiving. Oh, no. Oh, no. We're going to perpetuate the Wendigo. Now, now everybody's going to. Oh, and, God. Wait, do it in your announcer voice. And in Minnesota, there's been an <laughs> uprising of cannibalism. <laughs> It's called Wendango, oh, Wendigo Psychosis. Yeah. Wendigo Psychosis. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna perpetuate it. I'm scared now. Yeah. Sophie's Choice Podcast. <laughs> Murders and Mysteries. Caused an up uprising rate of cannibalism <laughs> in the Midwest. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Holy shit. How do you feel about this? Is our first cryptid, you guys. Uh, for, huh? Can you define cryptid for me? Yes. For people who for don't people who know. for murderies who don't know. So cryptid is a creature not like a banshee, which is like a legend that doesn't have sightings. If you don't know what a banshee is, I will cover it in a later episode. But cryptids are things like the Loch Ness Monster and Bigfoot and Mothman, Goatman, that a Chupacabra. There you go. Slenderman? Yes, Slenderman yeah. is a cryptid. Yeah, I had okay, to think cool. about that. I, I guess aliens of... are technically walking that line. Like things oh, that have had... <laughs> <laughs> things that have had sightings. I walk the line. <laughs> Things that there have been sightings for and that have, I don't know. Corroboration. Yes. From multiple different people from multiple different places. Mm. Okay. Thank, thank you for that definition. You're welcome. Mike, how do you cool. feel about the Wendigo? Our first cryptid. Do you believe? <laughs> Let me pull up a picture for you. Oh, Mike's face always just kills me. Thank you. <laughs> the first thing that I wanted to say was that in many different societies, there are different accounts of a warrior or, uh, you know, someone acting crazy because of something that they didn't understand in 
I think it was actually uh, Viking society, there were warriors that would um, take what they believe, what? That's, That's the traditional Wendigo. Oh, okay. It looks like Gollum from the Lord I know. It's creepy, but he long and like tall. like Dobby. No, Dobby's <laughs> cute. Oh man. Tommy's gonna Dobby's... be in their family family cabin and something's gonna come in and be like, Dobby. Dobby. like Are you gonna Dobby's sock scared. for me or what? I was so scared of Harry Potter. I was scared of Dobby. Really? Yeah. Me too. Oh no. And then it reminds me of E. T. I'm also sad. afraid of. Never okay. seen E. T. With the <gasps> antlers is like the modern day depiction of mm. the fake one, you mean? I don't, oh my god, are you shitting me? I think without the... That's not, there's no way. Without the scary. antlers is more scary, I think. A bald, creepy looking thing. Yeah, I but know. I'd rather have it be that mm. than like, oh, I just took some antlers and put them on my head. Yeah, like, yeah. What? Without doing research. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> sorry, Mike, continue. So in many societies, in uh, what I was saying, in uh, Viking society, there was different warriors that would... Now we know they they were hallucinogens or you know hallucinogenic mushrooms or different plants, different herbs, different combinations of things. Um, they would take them before battle, and uh, they would go crazy on the battlefield because nothing was inhibiting them because they had you know kind of like the old time story or the I guess the modern day story would be like the guy taking bath salts and eating a guy's face. Ah. Right? The warriors <laughs> would do you know heinous acts or you know horrible acts or whatever, but in in the name of war in you know for the purpose of defeating the enemy these were called berserkers oh right, this is tickling term, something in my memory right? i think i might have read um, something about this berserk right berserk and, so, uh, and he ain't are, talking about m&m there so. are many different things oh, yeah. <laughs> throughout history that many different <laughs> i guess that. herbs and many different uh things that we didn't understand way back when that would make people act crazy that would make them act you know, otherworldly in some, mm -hmm. some stories. Uh, and with this guy talking about how the only thing that he was eating was bark soup or anything like that, he could have had something from the wilderness that he didn't quite understand that the people didn't quite understand, made him go crazy, made him um, ravenous of sorts. Oh, um, sure. What he claimed was he saw people and they turned into beavers. And so his mind, you know, changed this into something that's now okay to eat that's okay to hunt that's okay to yeah. you know so your mind tells you like it justifies yeah. it for you the other thing is that there are also many cases of starvation or lack of sleep or even lack of water or whatever else that can bring about hallucinations mm -hmm. uh, and what that actually made me think of was you guys have seen the movie uh madagascar yeah where, oh! <laughs> uh, where they're on an island and they're so hungry and then Alex the lion starts seeing his friend, his best friend, uh, the zebra. Oh, as a piece of meat. As right? a piece of meat. Chris as, a steak, yeah. as a juicy Chris steak. Chris <laughs> it's your mind tricking you into um, telling you that if you don't eat something, you are going to die. Yeah, what do you think? I mean, I definitely don't think they're like creatures. A lot of Native American stories, we do use creatures to represent something else, something right, like sure. a lesson or you know origin stories and, mm -hmm. and things like that. So it makes sense that like they talk about it as if it was a creature, but I definitely think like it's people that kind of went off the deep end. I mean, a lot of 
you know, like medicine men and medicine women, you know, they, they know all the stuff, right? They know all the, <laughs> all the plans. They know all, all the things. They know all that they do. Like that was they their have job. All the wisdom. That was their job. Mm-hmm. So they know like what things are poisonous, what things are hallucinogenic, what things can be used to treat other things. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you're, you know, someone who goes out all the time and you're not really part of a core group, mm-hmm. right? Like you're not part of the tribe and like really close knit where you're kind of mm-hmm. like in that mm-hmm. mindset of like put the tribe before yourself type yep. of mm-hmm. mindset. Like, like you're kind of saying like these hermit type people or people who are like really just kind of living on their own. That, that could for sure be a thing where they, they don't know everything. They don't know what they should and should be eating then mm-hmm. making soup or making, you know, whatever from, because not everything out in the wilderness is safe, obviously. Yep. So I think it could be, I think Mike's not, I actually agree with Mike. What the heck? Wow. Um, <laughs> I like, win this I week. I win this week. No, you don't win. We That's just right. both have the same thoughts. Um <laughs> Which we had been talking about this whole time. But like, you know, when when you put a thought in someone's head telling these stories. I mean, I don't think tribes were passing down the story to like create cannibals in the culture, right? They weren't doing it for that. They were just saying like, that was their way of being like, you need to put the group before yourself. That was the point. That was the story. Right. That's what lesson people were supposed to learn from that that's what i got from it too but clearly there was a misunderstanding somewhere right um where people took it a little too far they took took it a little too literal one guy was like um eat people you say my god i think i will yeah like uh and granted yeah like i think it is in a you know starvation mode scenario but like in that story you were saying of Swift Runner, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like winter wasn't eat your family cold. Yes, like, yes. But it, it might not have been if you were in a village, if right. you were in a group, right. if you were all putting each other mm-hmm. first, if mm-hmm. you were looking out for each other. Like any winter can be harsh enough for that, I think, if you're not prepared and you're not going through it together yeah so i could it, it still could have been a very harsh winter for them specifically yep. especially if he was the only male that needed that was responsible for this family getting food 10. right and you know if, okay. if this was like his hunting shack type of thing oh sure uh he's out there hunting maybe he went out there for a few days lost his fucking marbles and came back and was like Hunger. i'm gonna kill Hunger. my family like you know we we don't know that because obviously they were out there by themselves. they weren't pulling their weight so he decided to pull yeah, their weight yeah you all their weight off their body off their look unlike <laughs> steak right exactly so i think it has a lot to do with the combination the the environment that they were in the lay mama uh which at the end of the day they put themselves kind of in that like situation when you're, unless they were like kicked out of the tribe or kicked out of a group, right? Yeah, my um, article just said that they would go and stay at this cabin. Yeah, for a short period in the winter. Yeah, 
I mean, I don't know, maybe hmm. they're trying to do some family bonding or something. I don't know. But That's like, a different. Now he'll have them with him <laughs> never forever. I'm never going to until he poops him out. I was gonna say, I didn't. But I think it has. So I think it has to do with the environment, the situation, but also the perpetuation of like the stories, bringing it up that mm-hmm. like, hey, this happened. So if they're like, well, if it's happened before, it's not that weird that I'm mm-hmm. thinking this way, mm-hmm. and it backs up their misjudged thinking yes of mm-hmm. like hey this was okay for me to do yep you know, like the um, on one shoulder angel on the other yeah eat your family no don't do yeah. that yeah 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 it's yeah. like yeah i mean i don't know so that's kind of what i'm thinking that. i think well, at least cooked them first <laughs> he did he made this sushi. isn't this isn't sushi Oh, exactly. don't forget the yeah. bone marrow. We cook, we cook our food here. Come on. Don't be wasteful. Yeah. Oh my God. So yeah, I think uh, I think it's a combination. I think um, I do think though for sure, Native Americans are amazing storytellers, but mm. uh, they were always. True. We didn't write a lot of things down, which I'm kind of mad at them for not writing <laughs> shit down. Longest game um, of telephone. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like just tell these stories just tell these stories and it's like okay what happens when we're not allowed to talk anymore about yeah. our culture yeah. and then it all dies and nobody knows anything which is kind of the situation my family's in mm-hmm. you know nobody talks about anything and now we have no idea like mm. not who our relatives are yeah. besides 23 and me mm-hmm. like that's how we know who we're related to don't have these like so you know when sophia earlier in the episode asked me do you have stories? I'm like, no, not really, because they were all kind of wiped, at least on my mom's side, which is who I grew up close with. The Miami tribe does have a lot of stories. They they were well documented. Mm-hmm. And I, I know more about the tribe in general, just because of like when I went to school and the tribe and school had a really close relationship. Yes. Gabby, do you understand the importance of journaling now? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, do you yeah, want that's a... called Instagram and TikTok. Thank do you, you. want no. a journal? <laughs> no, but yes, yes, I do. Um, I do understand the importance of it. When I would meet new but... people, I used to print off their picture and like tape it in my journal. So oh like there God. will forever be a photo of Mike wearing my pageant oh my tiara. God, that's weird. Drunkly holding up a Cards Against Humanities card going oh my God. in my journal. That's funny. And I'm like, made a new friend. Thought he was sitting on me, but just kidding. That's my kicker. Just offered to buy you a beer. Sorry. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, like the Miami tribe, though, does have a lot of stories. Um, so it's it's really, like, that was really cool for me, like, when I went to school. And, like, to be able to hear that. To be able to, yeah. like, be told, like, these stories. And, cool. like, I don't know. It just kind of, like, awakened a part of me that, like, it, I don't know. It's kind of weird. But, like, it felt... Like when I'm around other Native American people mm-hmm. and like either on the land or immersed in like a, a culture, whether it's a stomp dance with a Miami tribe or powwow, like Ojibwe, I don't know. It's just like it, it like reawakens a part of, not reawakens, like just awakens a part <laughs> of me that like feels partially Suppressed. Like gone. Like, yeah, like that. Yes. Doesn't exist in day-to-day life. Sure. Hmm. So I just really, I think it's just like reconnecting with like the culture that like I've always been told about, cool. but it's also like 
it's in me like i'm mm-hmm. 20% or whatever of like about that 20% which i know like some people are like that's not that much or that's not enough to be like whatever and it's like dude i'm i'm registered with the government like i don't know what more you want from me <laughs> it's like enough for the government the it's government, enough for me yeah. <laughs> like, should be enough for you you know so it's it's never okay to say like oh you're not enough this or you're not you can't identify as native american because you're only 25% or 20% or you're only half or you're only this or you're only that like if you identify with something because it's part of who you are like mm-hmm. that should be enough for people and yes it's just in obviously I'm preaching to the choir with Sophie um and Mike is also an ally obviously of <laughs> of minorities and mixed people of multiple now you can't be doing things, a, but... a Rachel Dozel thing though. Who? That was that bitch that was like on the national. Was that Afri- the one who's like I I identify as black, but she wasn't at all. Correct. <gasps> okay. Not yeah, an yeah, ounce. So... Not a yes. fucking percentage. Okay. She tans. Yeah. She curls her hair. That's dog. not no. a thing. Like it is <laughs> no, not a yes. thing. But I'm we're just being clear. I'm if you are legitimately yes descendant of a culture yes and people right outwardly say no you are not like with me like oh you, you, are, you are not, not native, native american, american. You or sophie white. no you are not asian because you pre- primarily predominantly look white exactly like that's, that's not okay yeah 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 to say but being like but if i were like hey i'm black like yeah yes you should as much as you like being around black company specifically and only dating black people, you can't identify as a race. You can't do that when you're she's not, not that race. To be black, she's just saying she identifies with a culture. No, she says I identify that- with being black more than I do with being white. You can't be black, girlfriend. You're cracker fucking okay. paper okay. white. Jesus Christ. <laughs> she is though. You can't identify right. with being yes, something I, I that get- you have no ounce of in your blood in your genetics. And your your family, you can't do that. Like what Rachel Dozel is. It's just that tanning and perming her hair to you look can, more. You black. can acknowledge and you can have admiration and, and respect. Admire a culture, but you yes. can't. You can't claim to be that culture that you're not. Well, I wouldn't say culture. Or race. 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 Yeah. Sorry. Race. I said culture, sorry. But yeah. you can adopt any culture you want. There's a there's a lot that goes into culture and race and things and it's just like being a mixed kid <sighs> it sucks dude it's not great not, not, not super fun but anyway also you could see it as i don't know having two past and not really caring about what the other people outside of your culture are saying it wouldn't bother me if people didn't look at me and see that i look predominantly white and see calling me a basic white bitch then maybe i wouldn't be as offended yeah. when my mom is brown as fuck and she's chink as hell oh my god so <laughs> it would be less offensive the, to me. The line's basic white bitch I see is synonymous with just different activities rather than a specific race. Yeah, yeah, it is a rather. But when somebody is like, "Well, how would you know you're only half Asian?" That's yes. offensive. Like, Walk Gabby, up- why do you, why do you care about like anything native? Like you're only, like how much you're only X you? percent right. or whatever. Like you don't even look native, so it doesn't affect you. And right. It's like. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, let's not make assumptions about that, you know? But, like, nobody would dare walk up to Zendaya or Halle Berry and say, oh, but you're only half black. 
I just want to like reiterate, you wouldn't do that. So why would you walk up to Gabby and I and be like, oh, you're only yeah. X amount. Jeans are kind of crazy though, because they are like my brother and I are full siblings and he looks very Native American, stereotypical Native American. Mm-hmm. Whereas I, you look at me and you're like, mm, that's a white girl. <laughs> <laughs> so I get it. I get why people are confused. I get, like, I understand it. Yeah. But I'd rather just have people ask in a respectful way right? or say, oh, I didn't know you were Native American. Can you tell me more about that? Or like, I, even if you're like, oh, you don't, you don't really look Native American, but you know, that doesn't mean you're you're not. Yeah. I think it's always more about the respect for other people. And there are a million different ways you can say one phrase, like you suck at folding a sweater say you're working at retail, you can say that not exactly how you just said it <laughs> yeah. in a million different ways that are constructive and kind and not like. I, I just feel like it's important to talk about it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, obviously we can, people can debate and whatever for, for hours, but yeah. just like sharing my like story with being native, especially like native American culture. Cause it's hard. Cause there's not very few, if any mm-hmm. full blooded native Americans left. Yeah. You know, yep. so I think that makes it hard for people to be like, what do you mean you're native? Like, yeah. you know, there's there's not like in Asian culture, like there are a lot of full blood Asians. So people mm-hmm. are like, you know, there's there's a culture there. Whereas with Native Americans, we're, we're having to like rebuild a lot of stuff because it was taken away. And mm-hmm. then we're all we all have a little bit of white or something else in us mm-hmm. because that's just. That was the whole point. That was the goal of Europeans. Yeah. Like they wanted to get rid of Native Americans. Yeah. We were a nuisance. We were in their way of their manifest destiny, of their, (laughs) like, you know, so it's, it's just, Jesus, there's a lot. It's frustrating, but we're still here though. We're still here. We're still here. We're just not full, not full bloods, unfortunately. (laughs) Uh, what's the topic this week? Um, Wendigos. Wendigos. <laughs> oh, yeah, Wendigos. Wendigos. Wendigo yeah. home, which Wendigo is now. Home. Oh! <laughs> no, but this, uh, this one, thank you. Thanks for picking um, a topic that's probably not talked about a lot on podcasts. Yeah. Yeah, and, cool. Especially in like the true crime mystery Do you, world. You liked it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that you I liked it. I think it's good shit. to have stuff from lots of cultures and i feel like i always learn something too like that's cool you know we don't get to learn stuff as much as we used to like obviously in school well i mean we're not in school anymore right so i I still learn what i learn i learn a lot on tiktok i don't know if that's reliable i'm old and stupid and in school mike Mike and i learn a lot from like listening to your stories is what you're saying oh i learn just a lot from you guys because i'm i'm stupid you're not stupid stupid. you just know different stuff A.K. people. <laughs> Your network is important. That's true. People so. and their stories. And their stories. And that's what we learned from you. Lots of stories. Mm. So thank you, Sophie. You're welcome. It's your people. I'm just telling. I'm just the storyteller. So you know how I wanted to use this podcast to advocate for kids like myself and my sisters to raise awareness for child abuse advocacy. Yeah. So a month ago, I contacted an executive director of Minnesota Indian Women's. No way. T- 
to co, I emailed her immediately and asked if we could collaborate and bring a case to light of indigenous or murdered missing women once a month along with the child abuse case. Oh, I thought it'd be God. cool if she gave me the resources. Cause when I was researching other indigenous missing women, it's really hard unless it's a serial killer. Yeah. To find information, specific information on specific women or cases. Like there was a, indigenous woman who was murdered in Brooklyn Park a couple years ago and mm -hmm. I could find nothing on yeah. her herself other than she was from Malac Reservation. Malax. Sorry, Malax. Sorry. No, good. I'm not from Minnesota. It's okay. That's why I'm here. Well, Malacca <laughs> is a city. Yeah. Could work with her. Um, oh my god. I where she's and I I I could still do the research and script it if you want, but I thought that'd be cool if you could present that story once a month or once every other month or however often oh you want to do it. God. So that could be something else that we could advocate for. But that was yes. my surprise. I oh emailed her and she reached back out to me and I was so excited. Yeah, this week. I have week, chills. This I literally week, just got chills. She emailed me back. They help, you know, find missing yeah. and murdered, justice for murdered indigenous women. So I thought oh that God. that would be, that would be really cool. Yes, I'm in. So yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. That's who I emailed. But oh yeah, she was one of the co-founders of the of the Minnesota. Were you like program. my co-host was native? I did. <laughs> yeah, I did. I I said yeah. I I was just like I. Yeah. Saw your interview, and one thing she said that really stuck out with me was she was like, "Where is the outrage? Where is mm -hmm. the outrage for missing, murdered Indigenous women? Because you see these stories of John Benet Ramsey and like name one person, name Gabby, one person, Gabby, Native Petito. American." Like that whole thing that just oh happened. yeah 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 like Gabby like, Petito yeah another white girl was murdered not that I'm that, saying that yeah. that's not horrible it is horrible a white girl plastered on national news name give missing. me the name yeah. of one Native. missing or murdered Native American I'm a crime addict and I can't name one yeah and I've read literally thousands of murdered or missing people's cases and I can't name one mm -hmm. not one mm -hmm. so yeah. anyway. So I reached out. To, I'd also, to them. um, I'd also like to have my brother come on an episode sometime too. Yeah, that'd be so Kyle. cool. Kyle, yeah, do you think a, he would? I don't know. Dudes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Don't tell him about that. Uh, <laughs> should we bring all? Should we have just like a shit ton of chairs? And he's <laughs> that's like, so mean. is there? That'd a, be great. Is there a lot of people oh, that'd coming? Be so great. No, it's just for you and your it's dudes. You and your dudes. <laughs> Oh, he's gonna kill me! You'd be like, "Fuck oh, you!" Good. I'm never coming yes! out here. We have to. We have to. No, but he has a lot of cool. Two of them specifically are to, I think at least the two that I'm thinking of are very specific to Native American culture. He has one. Um, it's a. It looks like a braid going down his back. Very down cool. his spine. He does have really long hair right now. It's literally longer than mine. He did that in case he ever had to cut his hair. He would still be able to show his long hair in a braid oh the back. spine fucking hurts yeah that was probably my yeah. worst tattoo and then he all the other one he has is um a handprint on his uh i think it's his left shoulder mm -hmm. and it says if he were carrying missing and murdered indigenous women it's a it's a bloody handprint oh my god oh it's, that's their symbol that's their symbol is yeah. the bloody handprint yes yes yeah. yes so he has yeah. it on his back very cool as if he were carrying them I only knew that when I researched this so, organization. It's like, he's outraged. I'm outraged. Very like, cool. These are like, you know, our relatives are going back however far, right? Yeah. Like, oh, we're all just like, my family came over the land bridge. Like, 
we're all fucking related with mm-hmm. all the Native Americans, you know, at the end of the day. So it's, yeah, it's, it's a huge problem. And I'm really excited to be, I guess, part of spreading awareness, like, yes. And being a part of that because that was something that's, that's huge. Like, you know, I so couldn't believe you. she emailed me back. I thank was like, you for I'm a doing that. fucking like, ant on the ground. Cow. I wanted to wait until she emailed me back. And then yeah. I checked it. I checked it. I I'd, I could still do the research for you because I love to do that for anything. Yeah. For when we do trips, for these stories, for the episodes. Girl, you know, I'm all over the place. So yeah, I would, more, going be, on, more, so that would please, be more than willing to still write the script and stuff yeah. and then just present it to you. But if you wanted to present that story, then yeah, the floor is all yours. Oh my yeah. God, thank you. So yeah, I was really cool. That's I was awesome. really excited when this director when she <laughs> emailed me out. back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Reach back up. That's awesome. So wow. yeah, that is our surprise for you guys and for Gabby and our Thanksgiving special. Happy Thanksgiving! Eat all the pie. I am so excited. Mike, what's turkey. your favorite part of Thanksgiving? Family. Oh. What's that like? I'm kidding. I like, I'm excited for my charcuterie board. <laughs> I'm excited to get French silk pie. I know that's not traditional, but that's <laughs> yeah. my fucking tradition. Oh, yeah, my family's pretty cool. Yeah, your family is yeah. cool. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Yes. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for listening. And we love you, murderies. Oh, if you guys have any indigenous murdered, missing women cases, please email them in. Yeah, yep. I'll try my best to try to get more information on those cases if yep. you know anything about that. Or even the person's name, and I'll try to do some deep dive digging. So cool, cool, cool. So yeah. Yay. Until then, stay spooky and don't be shitty. Bye, guys. Bye, Gabby. Where can they find our podcast? You can find Sophie's Choice Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or wherever you like to listen. Make sure to follow and leave a review if you enjoyed this episode. Email your spooky stories to Sophie's Choice Murderies at gmail.com. And make sure to like and follow at Sophie's Choice Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. All our links are in the show notes. We'll chat with you murderies next week. Stay spooky.